Welcome to the Rody Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Brown, and I have a great interview for you guys today with the head coach of Terre Haute High School Boys Basketball Team, Coach Corey Downey, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports Focus podcast where we will deep dive into our local college, high school, and other athletic programs across our great state of Rhode Here we go. Welcome to the Roadie Runback, episode 25, and I have a great interview for you guys today with the head coach of Cherro High School Boys Basketball Team, Coach Corey Downey. Coach Corey Downey and I talk about how he got into coaching, how important it was to him to get the Cherro coaching job, and what it's like coaching at his alma mater, and the community at Cherro, as well as the crazy state championship game, and much, much more. But before we get into this interview with Coach Corey Downey, I want to remind you all that you can watch today's episode and all other episodes on YouTube. Please remember to hit subscribe as well as to hit that like button and to share with other audiences and other fans of Rhode Island sports or just fans of the coaches or anyone that just loves Rhode Island, period. Um, so please, please feel free to share and just help grow the audience as much as possible as we keep growing. And it's can't do this without you guys. Once again, I keep thanking you guys so much for all you do. As well, if you can't watch the episode, stay tuned here because you might be working, you might be working out, you might be running, you might be driving, you might be on the road, you might be on a road trip. It doesn't matter wherever you are. As long as you are listening to this episode, I appreciate you out there for listening. Please also remember to subscribe and hit that like button and share button as well too on all podcast platforms or any podcast platform that you listen to. I appreciate you guys. And now here is our episode with Coach Corey. All right. On today's podcast, I welcome on a special guest. He is the head coach of Terre Haute Boys High School basketball team. He is Coach Corey Downey. Coach, how are you today? Great. How are you doing, Jeff? Thanks for having me on. Really excited for today. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Coach. I'm, I'm excited to have you on, and uh, thank you for making time out of your day and uh, making this happen. Coach, I, uh, I mean, I can't, can't wait to share some stories as well. I oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I know. We're talking off with some airs. I'm sure you have some good stories. Maybe some good stories about some past guests we might have had on, too. Oh, I can't wait. But, <laughs> <laughs> right, Coach, I want to start, like, you know, I, I ask everyone this. Um, it's been, like, a crazy time of the year. How, how are you doing during, like, the COVID times with everything that's going on? Yeah, I've been able to really, since last March, find a way to enjoy the simpler things in life. Um, uh, go on hikes, take walks on the beach, um, uh, doing more board games with, I have three daughters at home, uh, playing board games with them, creating different ways of making food, making pizzas, cupcakes. Um, but things have slowed down and the ability for us to not be able to go out and, and have the hustle and bustle of, you know, going to gym, bringing them gymnastics, bringing them to soccer, doing a basketball workout me being obsessed with sports, always having something on the, t- the television to watch, being distracted by it. Um, this time really gave me the ability to think about the important things that I have in my life, which is my, which is my family uh, and my friends, and be able to appreciate that and uh, appreciate a lot of the quality things that I have in my life. So um, 
you know, not being able to do a lot of things I'd like to do is, is unfortunate, but I was able to get some really great things out of, out of this, this pandemic. Um, the other cool part is that I was able to, you know, do a lot more with basketball, oddly enough, where, uh, you know, Jim Saris was running these five-star clinics with different coaches that throughout the country that are running virtual sessions. And actually one of your past guests, Henry Coleman, let me, allowed me to kind of join these sessions and one of them just to kind of give you you know who they were getting Pete Gillen was on he was going over the zone offense and they're on every Tuesday from you know April to June I think wow so it was it was about an hour hour and a half and you know there were some really great guests and I was able to get a lot of really cool things from them as well so um you have to try to get the positive out of the negative. And I was able, I was fortunate enough for me to be able to do that. And uh, I think it's allowed me to live life a little bit differently as well, to appreciate those little things and, and maybe not even be bothered by a lot of, you know, petty things that would bother me in the past. That's, that's, that's great. I think it's, it's crazy. Like, I feel like the world slowed down when all this happened. So you take time to, take different hobbies. And that's really cool that you got a different perspective on things and started spending time with family, doing different things, going to the beach, hiking, and, you know, get more involved with basketball, which is obviously a passion of yours. And still being able to keep doing that and learning more from all those coaches. That's really cool. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try the food that I was making though, the cupcakes and the pizza that was, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't improve my cooking skills. So that's one thing I'm going to let someone else do for that <laughs> hey baking's a tough thing i can't bake for the same my life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a chemistry some people say but <laughs> exactly i don't get that chemistry <laughs> yeah i don't either i barely passed chemistry in high school <laughs> <laughs> i won't talk about my grades for that sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> but coach i want to start off like how did you get into basketball like did you play like what what was it like growing up for you with basketball um I love sports from, from the get-go. Um, always playing it with my, my father, my friends. Um, and I actually went to LaSalle for my first year and a half. And the first year at LaSalle, I tried out for the basketball team and didn't make it. And uh, it definitely affected me, but it made me work a little bit harder. And I was able to go back to Cherahoe, um and play for my last three years and really enjoyed my time at Cherahoe, enjoyed playing basketball. Uh, my first coaching experience was actually JV girls soccer at South Kingstown. I was 22 student teaching in Westerly and someone asked me if I wanted to fill in. And I, I knew soccer. I played soccer. I played baseball too. Uh, I, but I wasn't really sure about if I really wanted to get involved in coaching. And it was kind of like a last minute thing. I said, can you please do it? I said, sure. And uh, by the time that year ended, I just, I was hooked just coaching in general. Uh, I love the ability to watch, watch players deal with adversity and overcome them i love watching having i love having a common goal and being able to try to achieve that common goal as a group even when things sometimes are difficult uh i then went to started teaching in barrington and i coached a jv girls soccer team there then i got an opportunity to do freshman girls basketball which was just a, a great experience my first year coaching we actually won the freshman state championship we were oh, down wow. by 20 down by 20 with 13 14 minutes left in the second half and uh came back to win at the end it was a pretty it was pretty incredible 
Um, crazy that's so cool <laughs> oh it's phenomenal yeah i still have that trophy i don't i didn't give barrington that little thing either i don't hopefully don't no one from barrington sees this um <laughs> not for you but for me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh and then i got the opportunity to coach uh jv boys basketball at barrington i think the two people that, that at the barrington positions that helped me uh steve lens the girls basketball coach there and pat sullivan's a boys basketball coach there, I was able to work under both of them and they showed me how to run a program. They showed me how to run a practice the right way. Um, they showed me how to make adjustments during game situations and, and scouting. Um, they showed me how to do it the right way, to run a program the right way, to run a, a week the right way, a season the right way. And they did it with humility and respect. And, um, you know, 10 years ago when Mike Shields told me the job was open in Cheryl, I, I, uh, I couldn't have been more excited. And uh, the one thing I'll always remember, I tell these guys, the guys this now, is I was in the Barrington locker room. We had just played Cherahoe. Uh Barrington beat them by 30. And I heard in the locker room, the Cherahoe players saying, um, we suck and we're not good. And we're at Cherahoe and that's why we're not good. And I said to myself, I'd love to go back at some point in my career to, to, to coach at my alma mater. And crazy enough, a year later, I was able to do that. So it was a journey to get there. It wasn't always easy. I didn't get every single job that was offered to me or that I applied for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I couldn't have asked for a better place to be. That's awesome. And what's it like to come back to your alma mater? What's that like? What's that like when you hear you got the job and you first step on the court to start coaching again and actually start to develop your own program and culture there? Uh, it's, it's, it was an amazing feeling. It really was. It was, um, a place that I've, I've, I've loved. I still live in the area. I still send, I send my kids there. I think it's a place that shares the same values that I do in terms of family and and community and sticking together and supporting each other in every way possible. Um, And for me to be able to be a part of that is something that I'll always cherish in my life as I go forward, because it's just a, a great place to be. And I never thought I would have that opportunity ever since I you know, took the teaching job at Barrington. and I thought my, my charitable days were, were over in a lot of ways. Um, but I'm able to go back every day. I love the Friday night games. I love seeing people that have been there forever and winning or losing. Um, they come and support me or, or show me support, at least to my face. Right. Yeah. Um, no, no, they do. They do. <laughs> uh, but it's just a, a really special place with a lot of support from administration and, an alumni. I just love getting texts from my friends saying, I can't believe you're back. And uh, almost feel like I never left, but really special place. That's awesome. That's really cool. And that sounds like you're so passionate and so happy to be back there. I, I'm an uh, old high school. I can't even say that word sometimes. Uh, but just, just use the old high school word. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> I passed English. Uh, but so it's cool. That's really cool that you, you're, you're back there and everything. What's it like when you first take over that program? What's that experience like when you are coaching these young men that, you know, might have a different coach at a different time? What's it like to like get them to buy into that program? Um, my, my goal when I first started was to make sure they be all became better men. And I felt that if I did that, that the program would take off. They just needed to, do two, they needed to learn how to do two things. They needed to learn how to deal with adversity which the second game, the first game I ever coached, we won. 
the second game I coached, we lost by like 30. And I remember going into the lot, and it was a non-league game. Yeah. And I remember going to the locker room and they were fighting with each other. And I said, <laughs> this is why they didn't have a lot of success the previous couple of years. Yeah. And it was like that for a couple of years because they just needed to learn how to deal with adversity the right way. And there were games where we'd be in it against really competitive teams and then something would happen and the other team would go on a 20 to nothing run because we just couldn't deal with any sort of adversity. And I just kept trying to keep, kept trying to teach them life lessons to, to deal with anything that's happening negative on the court, off the court and be able to handle it with, with, um, with some sort of a composure and the second thing they needed to do is just learn, needed to learn how to win. And, and I needed to, to find a way to teach them the right way to learn how to win. And, you know, our fourth year, we started to win more games. We started to win closer games. And that's really what started to turn the program around. But um, none of this wouldn't have ha- this would not have happened without that first year group who came off a one win season the previous year to come back and play as hard as they did guys like Kyle Driscoll and Nick Sherenzia and Kyle Eva guys who were seniors. They had a new guy come in and I'll, listen, I'm not easy. I'm not easy at all. Like I'm tough on them. Um, but they bought in right away, regardless of how difficult it made it might've been. Cause they knew they, they wanted that. And they, they just rose to the challenge and all the success I, I believe comes down to them. Um, the other thing I know I'm talking about, I love talking. No, you're great. Uh, <laughs> it's totally fine. The other, the other person I would not have been able to do this without is uh, Dean Felicetti, which I know you had on a couple weeks ago. Uh, he taught me how to build relationships with the kids. I think I came in a little bit and focused a lot on just basketball. And he taught me how to connect with the players and uh, the more I connected with them, the more they bought in, the more they want, the more they wanted to work even harder than they, they were doing. And he taught me to almost uh, not focus on basketball as much at times. And it allowed me to self to breathe. I'll never forget. It was about two or three years into the, into uh, us coaching together. And I was at halftime and we were losing to Tiverton by like six. And I just lost my mind. I said, I am a horrible coach. Yeah. I ruined the program. And he just, calm me down and, and just uh, allowed me to go in and have a solid halftime speech. But he taught me a lot of things about myself that I don't think I had, but he really taught me how to build relationships. And, and that really took the, took the program forward as well. That's really cool. And what's it like? Because I know um, Coach Phil said he was a big aspect too of like having that youth basketball in Jarrow and like starting that. Like what's it like to work with the youth associations and get that going in as well? like, you know, helping like build those relationships down starting at a younger age and like developing those fundamentals as well. Yeah, it's really important. Um, There's so many things these kids can do, not basketball related. And if you don't get them hooked, they'll go to something else. And and I've I've noticed that for the past couple of years that, you know, if they don't find immediate success in basketball, they go to something else. If they don't, have the opportunity to play at sixth, seventh grade, fifth grade, even fourth grade, then they'll go do something else. And we need to continue to work on that. The funny part is, is that right now, uh, Mike Gleason is a coach at Westerly. He's his son's in sixth grade and he's done a ton with the younger kids right now, the fourth graders, the fifth graders, sixth graders, seventh, eighth. 
he's doing a ton of workouts with them. And I just love that. I always pick on him once in a while. I'm like, do you know, you know, you're helping my program, not yours right now, <laughs> but he, but, but he just loves basketball and he'll do anything for anybody. Yeah. And uh, it's so important to have that pipeline just to, just for me to even go down there and just say hello to the kids. Um, I think that's a big deal for me to be able to do those things. And I try to go to middle school games and I'm actually doing a workout in a couple of days with some of the younger kids. Uh, it's so important to have that ability to have other people help out. Cause I obviously can't do my family and then coach basketball during the winter and be able to do all of those things. So to have those other people, whether it be Dean, you know, 15 years ago, now, you know, coach Gleason helping out a little bit. Um, there's so many people that are connected and they're important to, to uh, making the program where it is. Right that's now. awesome. That's really cool. And that's great that you have all those like coaches. And it's funny that coach Gleason and Wesley is helping out with you guys, but oh. it's, it's great. I mean, it just shows his passion as well for basketball, but you know, it's, it's nice that, you have that and you go into the middle school games. And I think, you know, a lot, it catches a lot of kids' eyes when, you know, when they see the high school coach at the middle school game, because I think some of them want to play harder. It's just from aspects of hearing it from, a, you know, having a middle schooler uh, for a nephew. So just knowing like what he sees and stuff like that. So I think that's, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the, we do one game a year where we bring the whole team. I give them, I give them, I surprise them and I give them a day off and we go watch the middle school play and I make them cheer and make noise. And they started doing, it was last year or two years ago, they started doing a lot of the things that Duke would do at their games. <laughs> they were doing like bounce, bounce, pass, pass. Yeah. And it was the funniest thing. And the middle school team played harder than they ever had because they look up to those kids. They come to their games in the winter on a Friday night and see, see these guys playing on the floor in a, in a high school basketball game. And that's their ultimate goal for a lot of those guys playing at the middle school level, see them come down and do that is just a really special thing. And that goes back to the community that I was talking about in terms of Cherho. It just doesn't, it doesn't end regardless of the winning or losing or, you know, which family is part of it there. We always continue to strive to be a, a community that works together. That's great. And that's, that's, uh, that's really cool. And that's, that's amazing that you have that and that Cherho is such like a close knit community and, you know, they love their high school sports and, you know, you guys all support each other. I think that's, that's amazing. I'm going to have to come to a game. Hopefully I can come to a game this year, but you have to come to a game <laughs> and witness this. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Just don't come to the Wesley game. We haven't done so well against them. So <laughs> no, I'll, I'll come to your, I'll come to your, I'll come to your place. So I'll come to, yeah. okay, good. not too far of a ride. I'm not your typical road island. I'll drive anyway. <laughs> so I want to also know coach too, you won, the state championship against Burrowville in like probably the craziest like fashion game is all over the news. Like what, what's that feeling of winning that state championship and what's, what was it like going on that run into that final game? Well, it was a surreal experience. It really was. Um, again, it, we, I, when you look back to where we came from, like I said, the year before we, they won one game. Um, then we won five, then two, and my third year, we're back to five. So it was a culmination of so many things and so many emotions. And the run that we went on for those three games, first game against Tolgate, we were down three with 50 seconds to go. Tom Longaluka and one, sent it to overtime, went in overtime. Semifinal against Pilgrim, tie game. They were playing with uh, Weeks, who's now playing at UMass. 
backdoor caught by Nate Morin, layup with two seconds to go, win by two. Uh, Coach Cobb was doing the game on the radio that day. Yeah. And then obviously the Barbell game. Um, I think that people forget how good the last four minutes was of that basketball game. Um, Burlett hit shot after shot, played great defense. We hit shot after shot, played solid defense. There were a limited amount of mistakes by both teams. Um, it was such a solid basketball game to watch. I think a lot of that is forgotten with the last play of the game, but it was just a really solid basketball game that, uh, you know, obviously both teams had a, had a chance to win at the end. But the amount of um, media attention after the game was just incredible. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't get over it. I mean, at one point we had, we were lined up to do Fox and Friends in the morning in New York. Oh my God. Uh, oh yeah, we had people from China calling. They want to talk to us. Um, <laughs> I had people reaching out to me, people I hadn't talked to in 20 years reaching out to me because they saw it somewhere in some social media outlet. Um, it was just an incredible, an incredible moment by so many different players. I mean, Nate Morin calling a timeout with one second left, 17-year-old kid, just an amazing play. Yeah, Jake Borgard being able to make that pass from midcourt spot on. We, went, we practiced two days later. Everyone tried to do that pass. It wasn't even close at mm-hmm. any point. Um, and then Tom Logalugo, to, everyone thinks that's an easy layup, catches the ball with a let with in the air and knows he has to finish for us to win. Just a complete, complete um, team victory. And I said it at the end, this team just never quit at any point. Even when they the game looked like it was over, they just didn't quit and they didn't stop thinking that they had a chance to win. And that was the mindset of that team. It was the mindset of myself, Coach Felicetti, Coach Beauregard, and all the players that were out there, whether they were they were winning and losing and that or playing or not playing. And I think that was the other great part about that team. There were I think there were seven seniors on that team, and some of those seniors didn't play. And you if you looked at the bench, you you would have no idea the way they were into those games, not just in the championship game, but also um, the regular season games. And you have to give those kids a ton of credit too. And I think we tend to um, not think enough about what a team's all about. We just worry about our own and our, our own minutes. And, and am I starting? Am I playing? And that team didn't do that. That team just loved being together, loved every moment, loved every practice. Uh, I remember losing this open tournament game, and it was this, one of the saddest moments of adding coaching because not because we lost, because it was over. Yeah. And that group knew they were they were done. They weren't going to be playing basketball, you know, again, with a Charo uniform on. And uh, they deserved they deserved that championship with the amount of effort and time they put into it with the you know first couple of years of not really winning. But uh, it was a really special group on so many different levels. That's really cool. And now I got to ask, right? We all, everyone heard this one from Coach Felicetti. Like, when I asked him if he got the rings, what oh. did you go with the jacket? <laughs> he, I always wanted a jacket. Yeah. And, and, and all these other players in the team, if they wanted a ring, I apologize, but we're not getting a ring. <laughs> so this is, this happened in 2016, mind you. Okay. Yeah. It's now 2020, as we all know. We were together about a month ago. And he was asking me if, if he could buy rings. 
for you. He doesn't give up, which is awesome about him. Yeah. But he just didn't. He's, I'm sure he's going to buy him at some point. I told him to wait for twenty the twenty five year anniversary, but it's he's relentless with it. The jackets are. I should bring the jacket down. It's a beautiful jacket. They would wear the they would wear the jacket more. It's he's got to stop, Dean. If you're listening at some point, stop asking about the rings. <laughs> I think that might have been partially my fault because about a month ago we talked about this, and then he was like, "No, I wanted the rings," and then he probably uh, put it back up to you. <laughs> so like, uh, it, it's such a sore subject with him. Um, this is going to bring it back up all again too. That's yeah. the worst part. Oh, I'm he's sorry. Ask me immediately <laughs> after this comes out. <laughs> My apologies, okay. my apologies. I'm it's gonna okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's amazing. And what's it like, you know, coming back that next season? And like, what's like, you know, after winning that championship, like, what's it like? Just even coming back that season, even have tryouts. Like, all these kids got to be hyped up, like to come play at like come play Cheryl basketball. The cool part is we actually went up a division to division two. Yeah. So we had a new challenge. We played different teams and we're able to um, play at that next level. And with the success that was built from the previous year, we were able to play in division two and go 13 and five that year. Wow. And uh, it was a, a great experience for us in, in division three. And obviously the next, that prepared us for the next level. Um we won our first round game that year and we were able to move on to the next round and lost in the next round. But uh, for us to be able to take that next, I think it was easy for us to be able to get right into it because it's a different group of guys. I think high school and college and the NBA are very different. It's a different group of guys ready for a different challenge, ready for more minutes that they didn't get the previous year. But I think it was easy for me to, to get them to be motivated because it was a different division. And they knew that from the get-go like I told them two weeks later when we did exit interviews the kid the guys are going back we're going to division two next year yeah and there was no question about it so it was really easy for me to motivate them because they knew they had to work really hard to to be successful because they wanted to keep it rolling they didn't want to take a step back that's that's so cool and that's great like they had that motivation you're coming into a higher division like is it like what's the difference of making that jump to division two is it like higher speed or just playing different teams what's that what's that jump like for those kids i think the biggest difference in in uh both divisions from division three to two is the depth and detail yeah um you know, there's some teams that could go eight nine ten deep and that can be that can that can hurt you when you only have five six guys that are that are consistent consistently playing i think that's the biggest the biggest difference in between the two divisions i mean obviously there are times there are three, four teams in division three. They're just as good as, as division two teams. I think this past year, there might've been at least four teams in D three that could have competed it at a high level in D two. So I think D three sometimes gets a, has a bad reputation in terms of talent. That's not true at all. There's some really talented teams and there's some really, really good coaches at that level. And um, I, I just think the biggest difference is the depth between the, the, the two divisions. Yeah, it, it's that's 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 a good point. It, it's crazy too. I think Rhode Island has so much talent, like basketball wise, in there. It, it it's crazy for just a small state how much like of great coaches that we have, and as well as like how much there's basketball talent and like how much great basketball talent is in this school that like in, in this state. It's it's wild. It's incredible, and we've lost a good amount of players to to prep school to to get that extra year of 
of um, preparing to go to the next level. Um, I, I don't, I can't think of the top top of my head how many guys are playing D one right now. I can't. Only one I can think of is Weeks. Yeah. At UMass, and they have another one at Pilgrim. His brother at Pilgrim, who's getting Division one attention. Yeah. And that's in D two. I mean, D two in Rhode Island. How many times do you have a D one player that or a chance to play D one in college? I mean, that's that that goes to show you the depth of the talent in our in our state. There's some really solid players. In our state, they'll also get overlooked because we're a small state. I feel yeah. like if some of these guys played somewhere else, somewhere else, they might get a, they might get more looks. But uh, the the basketball is so competitive, and I give a lot of coaches in the state the credit to building up their programs, to putting their time in in the off season, which a lot of them do. It's a, it's become a twelve month job, no question about it. If you don't put twelve months in, um, your program's going to be behind, and your team's going to be behind because everyone else is doing that extra that extra thing. So I really believe the coaches have a huge part um, of why our, our basketball is so competitive in this state. It's, it's so cool to see. And it's like awesome to see like all these kids like coming up and I seen more kids play college and getting a lot of recognition, but it's crazy how, how talented such a small state is. And it would be, it'd be cool to see some of them play like in a, a bigger state and see how well, like they would do in that situation. I think they would be very successful, but it's just very, absolutely. it's just, it's just wild. The, this for such a small state, how much, how much talent's coming out of here. <laughs> um, now I got to ask, what was it like being coach felt be, beating coach fellow study at the buzzer? <laughs> I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, you know, coaching him, coaching against him for the past, I think it was four years, has been tough because the players on my team have known Coach Felicetti not only for coaching them at the high school, but also the amount of work he did with the younger students, the younger players when they were in fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, that they all know him. And every time he played them, my team was so pumped up to play them. So this last year, he put this crazy defense on us. I had no idea what was happening. Uh, I looked at my assistant coaches. I'm like, you guys need to help me. I don't know what this defense is. It looks like a triangle too. I don't, I'm not sure if it is. I mean, Dean and I laugh about this all the time. It wasn't the thing of beauty of the game. I think the score is like 18, 13 and a half. No one could have shot. Guys are wide open, not making shots. Both teams are playing really hard, playing really hard. But the offense, we're not going to send this game to – an offensive clinic let's put it that way yeah yeah um but the big crazy part about it as you know is that dean's kid made the last basket of the game his only basket of the game yeah. and still talks about it to this day so that's that's going to be talked about thanksgiving christmas four years from now 10 years from now it nathaniel is just very similar to his father yeah so uh <laughs> that, that's gonna that's gonna keep rolling for a long long time but it's, I don't like coaching against him. Um, it's just, he's, I just, I just, it's not fun like at all for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, so hopefully that can change as he goes to a different division. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. You guys still have a great relationship and guys can coach against each other and still, you know, text each other after a game and be friendly and, you know, hang out and stuff like that. So that, that that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And we make each other feel after a bad game, we make each other feel better too. So. That's, that's the other good part the support system that that uh we give each other that's really cool and what was it like playing uh, should i ask this, what was it like playing a town to put a coaching a town to player like uh levi king oh he's so good he uh 
and the 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 transformation he made from his freshman year to senior year was so fun to watch. I think that's a lot of times how high school high school career should happen. It didn't come easy for him, and uh, I knew his junior year that his senior year was going to be really special. And then we had summer league the year before his senior year, and he was just unstoppable. I mean, he could shoot the three, he gets the basket. Um, he can finish his moves around the basket or just unbelievable to watch. He gets off the ground. He obviously can, can dunk. Um, but the thing that people didn't see, which I look for, obviously, um, his defense became – got so much better. And his ability to help and his ability, ability to be a, a great teammate um, is, is something that the transformation was really – nice to see as an individual player and now he's playing at Woodstock and giving himself an opportunity his goal is to play D1 college basketball and with the amount of uh, recognition he gets there and the, the colleges that come to watch him play I think he has a shot but um, it just watching him progress from freshman year to senior year was really really fun to watch for me. That's awesome that's really cool yeah he developed into a great player it's great to see, like I said, another talented kid come from Rhode Island, be able to go to a prep school and hopefully get some T1 looks that he wants to do and achieve his goal as well. Absolutely. Okay. But coach, is there a coach that like you were a fan of or like that you kind of want to model yourself after, or is it just something that you just have to be yourself in that situation? I don't think I had one coach that I was, I said to myself, I want to be, I want to mm -hmm. be, like him I think I just chose I saw what what people did and I and I kind of picked what I liked and and kind of stayed away from things I didn't like and I've evolved as a coach for sure I've people probably don't realize this but I've calmed down tremendously ask the players from my first year to now um, I think I'm even more respectful to the referees so hopefully referees out there you also believe in that as well um, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I didn't, I can't really say I have one specific coach that I would say I, I follow and, and try to do exactly as they do. I just, I do what's best for, for me and, and, and what's best for the team. You know, each year it's different each year. It's some kids need to be pushed more and some kids don't need to be pushed more. And, and some kids need to be, you know, I need to be on top of them and others I can give them the flexibility to be able to do a couple things in the game that they normally they normally wouldn't allow. Um, so every year is really different. I don't really have one specific um, model or coach that I really that I follow. That's really cool, and I think it shows that like you're just so much of a. Even though you're a teacher of the game, you're still also like a student of the game. You're you grow you're growing as well as a, a coach and as a person as well outside and tell the referees that are listening. The coach down he has calm down <laughs> you don't have to worry a little bit <laughs> a little bit yes <laughs> perfect yeah <laughs> you guys are safe for this year um, but coach i'll ask one more question we'll uh we'll wrap it up um is there a sport that you love that's that's not basketball like that you pay attention to most is it is it football is it soccer what is it baseball is my my next best I, i'm I've, I've lost a little bit of interest in it in terms of um the speed of the game and the timing of the game. Yeah. But I'm a huge Red Sox fan and the run to 2004 just made me love baseball even more. Yeah. And 
and uh, I've, I obviously, this was a tough year for them in terms of following them. And I think it was a good year for us to only have, what was it, 60 games? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, baseball is my, my neck. I know there's a ton of action in football, but in terms of like knowledge of the sport and following it, baseball is definitely my, my favorite sport besides college basketball, which I don't want to talk about PC or I, but I cannot believe PC's not playing URI this year. Anyway, I figured I'd throw that in there. I know, I know. I I had asked Jeff Xavier Harris thought about that too, and I was like, "What do you think?" Like, what did you say? He was he was kind of shocked, like about the whole situation. Like, you yeah. know, he's they think he said something like, you know, it's what's weird how are the two states, you know, the, they're like only forty five minutes away. They couldn't figure a way to work out something to play against each other. So it's just it's crazy. fairly Dickinson. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> we got we got URI's at Mohegan Sun. I know are you are you are a PC guy. Huge URI guy. I am huge URI guy. Yeah, yeah, that text thread they were talking about, the coaches thread, it gets heated sometimes. Does it really? <laughs> oh yeah. Movie guys? Pretty much. Yeah, you're right, PC. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's that's fun. a that's a good that's a good one. Yeah, I can't I can't believe they're not playing each other. I think that's like the biggest income in the state and stuff like that oh yeah so just something we need it's good for two hours in the winter yeah yeah definitely it's really nice but yeah that's 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 all i have coach this has been great this has been so much fun uh i thank you so much for coming on i definitely got to get you back on for like the season outlook and everything uh you know do more things to come in the future with the show and everything like that but definitely gonna have you on for the season outlook and i think we're gonna do a coach's round table pretty soon too so we might have to might get everyone from your group chat on <laughs> that could be fun yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just take a step back <laughs> yeah sir you won't you won't be able to talk don't worry yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but this is this has been great coach thank you so much for your time and coming on the show i, re- I really really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me i mean i love listening to your podcast there's a couple times i've listened to on the way to work to barrington um you do a great job and the, the guests you get on are just it's amazing some of the guests that you're you're able to have on with you so i think just sharing sports and sharing sports through stories can be really entertaining for a lot of people so i uh, keep up keep it up any way it can help in terms of um spreading the word and and being on that round table i'd love to be on that um but hope to see you at a game this year and definitely come over and uh, say hello. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll you definitely see me at the game. I'll be front row. Maybe I'll try. I'll, if, even <laughs> oh if boy. I, <laughs> Criticizing me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> yeah. I'll be a heckler in the stands. <laughs> so this is, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate your time. Great. Thank you. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right, that was my interview with Coach Corey Downey. Just a great interview overall with Coach Downey. A lot of fun talking to him. I can't wait to have him back on the show once the season gets going. Um, just really appreciate his time and everything he's done. This week, for the rest of the week, on Friday, we have a great interview for you guys with URI women's basketball coach, Coach Tammy Reese. Awesome interview with Coach Reese and how she got into coaching basketball and the upcoming season with the URI Rams. So look forward to that episode on Friday and for you guys to hear that one. Just an awesome interview. Just an absolutely great person. So that episode will be coming out on Friday. On Thursday, I will send out an Instagram and a Twitter um, reminder that we will have a schedule update as well too. We will have episodes on Monday and Wednesday of next week. 
no Friday uh, just due to the holiday and Thanksgiving and everyone's going to be out shopping and doing everything. Um, so appreciate you guys just listening in on those two days, Mondays and Wednesday. I will release on Thursday who those episodes will be going forward. I'm going to start releasing who the episodes are going to be coming out. Um, so yeah, just, we'll see you guys on Friday with coach Tammy Reese. I hope you guys have a safe Wednesday and Thursday, and we'll see you on Friday. Thank you.